COVID-19 statistics, COVID-19 treatments, COVID-19 headlines, COVID-19 restrictions. Obviously, COVID-19 still very much in the news, permeating every aspect of our lives. Now for nearly two full years, Governor J.B. Pritzker on Friday issuing another consecutive 30-day disaster proclamation giving way for dozens of dozens of dozens of executive orders he's filed in the past 22 months but uh what have we learned and where are we going with all of this state representative adam niemer joining us here on the wmay morning news feed i'm greg bishop uh representative thanks for taking time and uh you've actually requested some uh some some details and some information from the illinois department of public health so i want to get your reaction on a couple of different things here um but uh, just recently talking about treatments for covid 19. uh what are you looking for when it comes to how we can without vaccines necessarily um uh, treat covid 19. well greg thanks for having me on here this morning hope everybody's having a, a good morning as we get into this winter and uh and we have these conversations that you kind of let in, and my gosh, we're still talking about COVID, still talking about COVID. But, folks, what I've asked for is some information regarding the antiviral treatments that have become available for folks here in the state of Illinois. One is Pfizer, and one is Merrick's. Now, last week, IDPH put out a statement that this will be available by prescription, but my request is to know exactly what locations are going to be having this particular antiviral treatment and what quantities are going to be made to the folks of Illinois, because we need to be talking about treatments not just vaccines and masks we need to be talking about treatments in the state of illinois representative have you heard back about that uh because of course we've got the pfizer and the merck uh pills that uh, idph announced they're um coordinating with uh, pharmacies around the state to get where they need to go we've also got the monoclonal antibodies um but uh is that enough uh and uh, is that something that uh, is going to be uh, able to uh, limit some of these continued restrictions we've seen well, unfortunately, what we've seen in the state of Illinois is a really one-size-fits-all metric when it comes to COVID mitigation standards, and that is get vaccinated, get your booster, and uh, and wear your mask, and your problems will be solved. But unfortunately, that's that's not the case here in the state of Illinois, and that's not the case throughout the country. We have other states like Florida and Texas that have mitigation standards uh, differently than the state of Illinois. Uh, we have situations in the state of Illinois where our children are still being required to wear masks, but they are the very least susceptible to all this, yet they're carrying the burden, you know, folks over the age of 65 that have been vaccinated is at 86%. So, you know, we look at uh, an idea of, of, of wearing the cloth masks and having uh, vaccinations as, as being the end-all, be-all to the state of Illinois when it comes to mitigation standards. It is not. Uh, since day one, I have uh, stood up and said, we need to have treatment options available. We need to have uh, antiviral prescriptions. We need to have monoclonal, as you referenced, uh, treatments available to folks in the state of Illinois. Is it going to be enough? Uh, unfortunately, we've seen that it hasn't yet. That's why we need to really focus on these issues. We really need to push forward when it comes to treatments because having blinders on just for masks and just for vaccines is, is not going to get the job done. State Representative Adam Niemerg with us on the WMAY morning news feed. Um, Representative, one thing that uh, I've highlighted as somebody who tracks these numbers and looks at uh, what the Illinois Department of Public Health has been reporting and even what local hospitals are reporting is 
the 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 require we need more context for these numbers. Uh, we need to better understand uh, when it comes to like, for instance, hospitalizations, uh, who's there for COVID or who's there with COVID. I don't know if you saw out of New York State, but the governor there uh, seems to start now uh, implementing uh, providing more of contexts when it comes to understanding those those hospitalizations, uh, where they reported uh, nearly half of the hospitalizations reported as COVID are people in the hospital that just so happen to test positive for COVID. They're not there for COVID symptoms. Um, do you think that that's necessary to be done here in Illinois? And if so, why? Oh, absolutely. I believe that it's necessary in the state of Illinois. So we actually have factual numbers uh, to be able to put out to the public and to let people know what's going on here in the state of Illinois. When it comes to the mitigation standards, we still have a statewide mask mandate. We still, again, we have Children wearing masks in schools unnecessarily. That's just absolutely ridiculous, folks. This morning, you, you drop off your kids, just as I did, and we're fumbling around trying to find a mask, knowing that it's absolutely ineffective for our children and they're the least susceptible. So we really need to have correct data and correct numbers in order to combat COVID. And it goes back to having more in our more tools in our arsenal than just saying, be vaccinated uh, and wear a mask. You look at AOC down in Florida, who's who's triple vaccinated, yet she tested positive. The ridiculousness of the left is absolutely astounding. So we need to have factual data. We need to have treatments available. We need to have folks that are testing positive for COVID and not feeling well. The moms, the dads, the, the, the grandmas, the grandpas that are suffering from breakthrough cases. We need to have a targeted approach so they know when this happens. They can talk to their doctor. They have the treatments that need to be readily available to them at that time. It's so important. And without factual, real data, it's very difficult to put an actionable plan in place. What would you like to see uh, the Department of Public Health do? Um, would you like to see them reflect what uh, New York apparently is doing now by uh, separating out those who are in the hospital because of COVID or those who are in the hospital just with COVID? Like, you know, they got a broken leg and they just so happen to test positive for COVID. They don't have symptoms, but they tested positive. Um, would you like Illinois to uh, to, to essentially uh, reflect that policy that New York seems to be implementing? What I would like Illinois to do, what, what I've been wanting to do the entire time is have a, a more targeted approach when it comes to COVID-19 mitigation standards. I don't want to see things in Illinois, such as Illinois adopt the OSHA employer vaccine mandate, which is under extreme pressure in the Supreme Court for the constitutionality of that mandate. Yet Friday, we see that the Illinois Department of Labor is adopting these, these measures. I am so tired of seeing a one-size-fits-all metric. I'm so tired of the 22-month disaster proclamations from the governor for the one-size-fits-all metric when it comes to COVID-19 mitigation standards uh, here in Illinois. In our hospitals, we have we have nurses going back COVID positive. Uh, that, that as long as you're asymptomatic and, and you're, you're meeting certain requirements, they're able to go back in uh, COVID positive. We have uh, healthcare professionals doing this because of the shortages, yet we're still talking about vaccination uh, mandates. So, you know, when it comes to COVID-19 mitigation standards, we really need to focus and think about what we're doing. And unfortunately, the governor and the IDPH have failed the state of Illinois. Now, 844 here on the WMAY morning news feed, talking with Republican State Representative Adam Niemerg. Uh, and Representative, there's uh, several school districts facing uh, non-recognition status from the Illinois State Board of Education. Uh, Vandalia, Hudsonville, several uh, non-public schools 
uh, all uh, seeming to have mask optional policies in place, but uh, they could possibly lose um, the recognition status, which comes with the, the possible loss of state funds, the, the loss of recognition of their diplomas, uh, the inability to uh, participate in some uh, extra uh, curricular activities like sports. Uh, where are we at with this? How are your school districts dealing with this? And um, what are you hearing from parents out there? Well, parents are extremely frustrated. Uh, you know, as I mentioned before, we have uh, parents dropping off their children at schools, uh, trying to fumble through, find masks. Um, and, and it's it's just the, 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 the statistics, the data, the science, as, as we've been told so many times, there's a 0.004 hospitalization rate amongst children with COVID-19. Our children are least susceptible to this. And I have asked multiple times at the IDPH in committee meetings, is there any other data that supports that children are more susceptible to this? And they couldn't come up with any. They just said, well, the children can carry it out uh, within the communities and, and it could give grandma and grandpa uh, COVID-19. When we see that 65 or you know and older have an 88, 80, 90% COVID-19 vaccination rate. So folks are just fed up with this. They're, they're, they're done with it. Um, and then when you look at other things like the Chicago Department of Public Health, okay, you look at the Chicago Teachers Union that, that decided to not have children in school, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Dr. Ellison O'Lardy, the commissioner of the Chicago Department of Public Health, said kids are safer in schools and more likely to get COVID-19 in the community. So what does that tell us about the political theater going on in our classrooms? She even said it's pretty much the flu when we don't shut down schools for extended periods for the flu. So Folks are fed up, and then when it comes to the litigation that's ongoing with loss of recognition status, uh, last year, uh, or I'm sorry, last week, the Sangamon County uh, judge heard arguments in a lawsuit uh, claiming due process violation in enforcement of school mask mandates. So this is an ongoing process, and there's pending litigation, and it looks like in a couple weeks there'll be another hearing step for that. But this is a process that we're going through. I do believe that these schools... These children's uh, due process rights have been violated, and uh, it's really time that, that we remove these mandates from schools. State Representative Adam Niemerg with us on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, the legislature was in session one day. Uh, you had the partisan sub-circuit judicial maps that were released. You had uh, and passed, and the governor signed them. Uh, you had the trailer bill to the to the law enforcement bill. Uh, the governor signed that. Uh, the governor also signed uh, the updates to election law. Pretty busy day Wednesday. You guys canceled Thursday and Tuesday. Looks like you're not back uh, this week either. Uh, what do you expect uh, to be able to get done uh, as, a, as somebody in the Republican super minority? Well, Greg, in all honesty, um, I'm hoping that not a lot gets done this year because the more that gets done, it seems like the other side continues to, to trample on the folks here in the, the great state of Illinois. And we saw last year with the Health Care Right of Conscience Act being amended, we saw parental notification being repealed. We saw an egregious budget being pushed through with $600 million in tax increases on business owners. Uh, so the less the Democrats are in session, the better, quite honestly. Uh, but when it comes to actual COVID mitigation standards, and you look at other states when we talk about what's going on in, in our, uh, you know, in our, our legislature here in the state of Illinois, Florida is opening without COVID-19 restrictions. And furthermore, we have a mask mandate on the House floor. But I tell you, the second we get off that floor, whenever we're out in public, I see Democrats gathering in tight spaces, having conversation conversations in, inches apart from each other. So. We know this is political theater, folks, plain and simple. And uh, the folks here in the state of Illinois, you know, we know these vaccination mandates are a losing argument constitutionally and politically. Uh, we just got to keep pushing back. Representative, greatly appreciate you taking the time this morning. We'll definitely connect on these and other issues in the future. Be safe out there, all right? 
Take care. Thank you, Greg. It is the WMAY Morning News Feed now, 8 45.